When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Raj Geary, and today we're going to talk about SmackDown Live for October 3rd, 2017. Raj, how you doing, man? Good, man. How are you? Doing well. This was the go-home show for Hell in a Cell coming up this Sunday, and of course, we're going to be here on Wrestling Inc. to talk about it right after it ends. We're going to have myself, Raj, and Mr. Matt Morgan. Um, Man interesting smackdown last night really building up stuff i think uh, a lot of stuff going on in general in the wwe this week we got plenty to talk about but let's dive in to recapping the show of course last night opened with the moment of silence the we stand with las vegas graphic on the big screen and the entire roster out there vince mcmahon included a nice moment now raj you were there monday everyone behaved they didn't have to mute the crowd oh everyone behaved it's been just a weird week you know with uh with that, I don't know. I think feel like anything that happens, and I don't know if they're getting, uh, if they're happening more often. I, I read a stat that they're not necessarily happening more often, but they are getting bigger. And, and uh, you know, in our hearts with all the people in Las Vegas, it's such a such a messed up situation, and it's so sad. And you know, um, you know, go. I was went to the Raw on Monday night, and yeah. Broncos game on Sunday and it's just you just think about all these people going just to have fun and going with their friends and family and and you shouldn't have to worry about crap like that and it just I don't know it's messed up no absolutely man and the WWE I mean on multiple fronts right they do a lot of business in Las Vegas they're in the live event business so they know they're a target remember what pay-per-view was it a few years ago that uh everyone thought was going to be the big target remember they had the enhanced security that was uh, Survivor Series. Yeah. Yeah. 2015. 15 or 16. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we get it, man. I mean, as Americans, you know, Matt pointed this out the on Monday night's podcast. Vince McMahon considers himself the biggest patriot, uh, you know, in all the country, if not the world. And um, they do this very well. They do this very, very well. And it's nice to see them showing solidarity. I do. I, I know there's a lot of good control debate. We don't want to talk politics on here, but I do no, think no. that. Um, that the, when people do shootings like that, they should be, it should be like, you know how a, when a minor is uh, involved in a, a legal case, they can't reference their name. You know, they don't, their names are not allowed to be, uh, you know, used. Yeah. And I feel like if any mass shooter, they sh- they sh- their name should not be allowed to be uh, used in, in articles and in the press. Stop making these guys famous. Give them, one less reason to be able to do that because I'm seeing all these articles about the shooter and and he's probably getting what he wanted and that's this mm-hmm. notoriety and I just I'd love for that to stop. 
And a note to wrestling fans, if uh, you're getting the dirty looks, maybe this week we leave the Bullet Club shirt in the closet. We don't wear that out and about in public. Yeah, Jeez, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, just saying, some people might take that the wrong way. Uh, they're not going to too-sweet you. They're going to want to have a lengthy debate with you. Um, so on to SmackDown Live last night. Uh, opened up with talking about the situation with Jinder and Shinsuke Nakamura. So, man, we didn't talk about the promo last week because uh, I was out, but... What do you think about how they're playing all this and building all this? And last night, even doing the little comments, I mean, Nakamura's response, literally sticks and stones may break my bones. Oh, man, I, f I feel bad for Nakamura. He's First of all, you know, he, he doesn't speak flu fluent English. So, um, you know, which is not a big deal. He, he doesn't have to. But this crap that they're giving him to for his promos is just so cringe you know the oh, sticks yeah. and stones i was like man I, they're like burying this guy with the stuff that they're giving him um and then you know jinder's making fun of his faces and then nakamura's making the fun making the faces while delivering that sticks and stones promo i just think it hurts him i, I mean it would be so much better if uh he could say what he wanted or have him you know have a manager or someone to speak for him because these promos that they're scripting for him are not going to do him any favors and i i see him I see him going down that card uh, if it keeps up. I, mean, I think he's probably going to win this Sunday for a That's little cool. bit. I don't think it'll be long because they're going to India in December. Mm. Um, but I think the way the storylines played out and with him constantly getting uh, laid out, uh, I think he's only gotten the better of him once during this feud. I, I think he's got to win. It could be a DQ, um, but they just don't know how to. They just don't know how to book this guy on the main roster. Oh, yeah, and I think they'll give him a manager, but it'll be Summer Ray or somebody like that. It's not going to be Heyman. <laughs> it'll be like you know? what they did with Tajiri and Tori Wilson, where it's just a, a little joke as opposed to, you know, you know, this dude is a legit badass. You oh, know? He my God, fought he's pride. Amazing. And, and uh, anyway. Yeah, uh, but you know what the buildup to this match feels like? I don't know if you watched uh, early NXT back when they started at Full Sail, but this feels like back when Jinder was in a feud with Seth Rollins, you know, back in early NXT, the level of promos, not the wrestling, but the promo buildup just feels so rudimentary and just sort of basic. Um, and it's not working well. But man, in the ring, we'll see, man. I mean, Nakamura is on a whole other level than Jinder. Jinder is a solid worker. Um, He's, but yeah. Not, not on, I don't think he's on Nakamura's level. Yeah. Jinder's good at, you know, a, a basic match and stuff. And I think he can get better. Uh, he, you know, with the right guy. Um, but him and him and Nakamura, they had a bad match at SummerSlam. I don't see this being any better. And look, they're not pushing it anything close to the main event. It's number oh, three yeah. at best on this card. So I think it can, just kind of shows you um, where they have this pegged. Yeah, kind of crazy. Um, we went from that to a women's tag match last night. Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch versus Carmella and Natalia. Say what you will about the match itself, but Rosh, all I can think of with Natalia uh, standing tall, Natalia and Carmella standing tall. Uh, at the end of that, I was thinking about your prediction algorithm and the man, oh, Char <laughs> Charlotte's winning that match on Sunday. Yeah, what sense does that finish make anyway? I, I mean, in general, people don't know that uh, – you know, Charlotte's going to win the title on Sunday. So it just makes no sense to have the champion beat the challenger clean uh, before a pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they do that all the time. They've been doing it forever. But, yeah, I mean, that pretty much, um, you know, uh, makes it official that Charlotte's winning on Sunday. 
Yeah. If you, I mean, uh, the- if you see the odds, the betting odds come out and you see, you know, Natalia's a favorite, jump on that. <laughs> the betting is still a thing. They haven't shut that down, huh? Yeah, yeah, they're still doing it. Wow. There haven't been the uh, the smart odds, uh, the smart money. Lately, ah, gotcha. So you haven't had the huge, the huge big odds. Mm. Yeah, that was a weird match last night. Um, I wonder where they're going with this division when we're going to get Carmella's cash in. Will they ever give Becky Lynch an actual storyline or a push again? It just seems uh, very much focused right now on uh, Natalia and Charlotte and then Carmella and Ellsworth seem to get a whole lot of time. Yeah, well, they never focus on more than two at a time anyway, so... Yeah, man. So we were talking about this Monday night. Could you imagine if instead of Callisto coming out, if like, you know, in a perfect world, Austin Aries had come out to challenge Enzo. But uh, in a less than perfect world, James Ellsworth came out as the newest signee of the cruiserweight division. I still I would have popped harder than I did for Callisto. That's for sure. Yeah. And um, or or Johnny Gargano or oh, uh, anyone. Hideo Itami. Um, Literally anyone. It's funny. I, I when I was sitting at at Raw uh, with my wife, and I'm like, "Oh God, it's going to be Kalisto," <laughs> and the people in front of me are like, "No, they wouldn't do that." And then, boom, Kalisto's music hits, <laughs> and uh, there it was. Yeah, hundred hundred options would have been better uh, than Kalisto. Um, so yeah, Ellsworth on a chain, some good uh, interplay. Uh, <laughs> The, the writing last night, Natalia calling uh, Carmella a female dog. Just Jesus Christ. This is what it's come to. Yeah. Uh, God, that, it, I'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah. Just give, uh, it makes you long for the days of, uh, uh, of uh, Natalia and the flatulence gimmick. No. What, what popular show do you know that has just cringeworthy dialogue, even sometimes? <sighs> I mean, it's got to be reality. I mean, the reality genre, right? That's why people watch that stuff. I yeah, like. but what like scripted show can you think of that has just this lame ass scripting for uh, for dialogue? Okay, so we watch this. It's it's our low. We call it our low investment show. We just put it on the background. We watch Kevin Can Wait on Monday nights, and that's one where a lot of the jokes are like, "Really, in 2017, that's the best you got." All right, I've never seen it, but uh... it's basically King of Queens. Okay. But not as um, good. Not as good. Right. But when you think of like the stuff that's really popular, you know, mainstream popular, yeah. I, I don't know if that is or not, but like Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad, it, the guys are saying, they're not saying lines that um, they would never say in real life. You know what yeah. I mean? It, it fits. And this dialogue just doesn't, it just, it's, it's like written by, you know, for an eight year old. Oh yeah. Well, because they don't get the, ba- I mean, we talked about this before when they get TV writers that know good TV Vince basically runs them out of there. Yeah. Well, and also these guys aren't, don't have comedic timing. All of them, you know, they can, yeah. you can't write for wrestlers the same way you write, you know, for King of Queens or, you know, I don't even know what size sitcoms are on anymore, but big bang theory. That's still a thing. I don't know. Yeah. I've never seen that. Uh, Natalia's got some okay. Actually, Natalia's got some okay timing. I mean, she's tried even when the gimmicks were bad, her timing is okay, but it's just the language, the whole exchange was just kind of like, this is where we're at. Okay. You Plus, know, I just is, don't think she's as natural as a heel. Yeah. Well, she never has been. I mean, in my yeah. opinion, um, it always feels so forced, but she's great in the ring. So, you know, I'll give her that. Um, so, yeah, Natalia and Carmella stood tall last night. So we'll, we'll go through all the Hell in a Cell predictions. Yeah. And I think that match will be really good this Sunday. Oh, it'll be great. 
It'll yeah. be fantastic. Um, so we got the news last night. The Fashion Files is delayed until Hell in a Cell. That's kind of interesting that they would that they're starting to hype that segment of saying next week, tune in Sunday. Well, it's clear it's also an afterthought because they're like, yeah, we were going to have it tonight, but it'll be the Sunday. Hopefully yeah. they may. I don't know if people care anymore about who attacked him, uh, but doing it at the pay-per-view, hopefully they got something. Uh, and it's not just another addition. Yeah. I mean, those guys, I just wanted them to squander this opportunity when the crowd is this invested in them. Yeah. The most invested I think they've been in, uh, well, certainly in Tyler Breeze, but this is Fandango's biggest pop since uh, his theme music was a hit. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, okay. After that, Mike Kanellis versus Bobby Roode. Yeah. Uh, Roode won. Good to see Mike back on TV. Did he get did he get the entrance music last night? I think he just was in the ring. They, they, his music was playing while he was in the ring, but he didn't get an gotcha. entrance. Love that jacket in the sports. Um, yeah, I mean, he needs to go to NXT, really. I mean, Maria's not on the road with him anyway. Yeah, she's or, or at least she's not on TV with him. And she's not going to be traveling much soon if she yeah. is right now. So go to NXT and get a get a new character, get you know, get revamped cuz you it's he's not going far right now on the main roster. Yeah. Um we were talking about this Monday. It's weird rude being the face in all this. Yeah. Um Ziggler came out and again, he just doesn't seem like a natural out there uh as a face. His his smirking and everything is just He's just not a baby face. Yeah. Uh, Ziegler promising the huge entrance to upstage them all Sunday at Hell in a Cell. So you think he really will do it or? Oh, come out like with sparklers, you know, or something. It'll be be an anti-entrance. Yeah. Um, I got to say last week, though, man, he got me. Remember when I said it would be such a better troll job if he didn't come out ahead of time to announce he was doing the Undertaker thing hit. It was like. When the hell is Undertaker doing on SmackDown again? Really? You got yeah, you, I, for, I for like a second. Was, oh, for okay. a second. I thought it was so obvious that that was. Oh, I knew it was going to be him after saying, but at first, because we didn't, they didn't do what they'd been doing of having come out first and saying, you guys want an entrance? I'll give you an entrance. Uh, you know? Uh, I, I knew as soon as I heard the gong. That... Yeah. Troll the crowd a bit. I'm yeah, I, I liked it. Uh, I, I thought that, I mean, I thought Ziggler's uh, the strongest bit that he's done with this gimmick was last week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's good, and you know, people in the arena bought it for a second or two. Um, you know so, what I bet this Sunday? I bet uh, Ziggler does Rude's entrance and comes out to that. Uh, yeah, that'd be okay. Yeah, I mean, just kind of. But with Rude, I mean, he's got a. I don't know. I think they should get the choir again. They should really do it upright for his first pay per view. Um, I don't. I don't see them doing that on a B show. Remember yeah, uh, Nakamura's first pay per view? They didn't even have the violinist or anything. Yeah. Well, that's tough. Have they had that on a pay-per-view for Nakamura? Just even SummerSlam, did they do that? Maybe. I'm forgetting. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I feel like they did that too much um, in NXT even. What was it the first time they had the one violinist? Then it was like, well, we're going to have four violinists next time. Yeah. And then I'm walking him to the ring. Um, we'll see Sunday. I'm looking forward to that match. It's going to be a good match. It's just the storyline. Um, rude as, as, as the... I don't know, man. Rude is such a good heel. Yeah. Um, okay, so w- what did you think of this last night? The New Day reading the Usos their rights, this promo segment. 
I like the promo segment. I like that it was I like that it was a promo segment, not just yeah. one of them facing one of the other ones like they always do. And I, I thought it just kind of made the match feel like it's important as opposed to it's just, you know, another tag team match. So I actually but liked in a it. Cell. But in a cell. But in a cell. And I liked uh, I liked the Usos. I think they're doing their best work. I thought the New Day were really good. They're more serious uh, than usual. And uh, I liked it. I mean, this this is probably the best tag team feud they've had in a long time. It's good. I, I have to say, I, the Usos, um, I think the Usos have been more, inter- I have upstaged the New Day in this feud. I think the Usos have been more entertaining to watch week in and week out. Um, yeah. The the New Day, you know, can use a some sort of change. But um, but with the Usos, they have some chemistry there that, that yeah. uh, I feel like it, it, they don't feel like the same old New Day as with other feuds they've had. Mm. Yeah, I thought the promo was good last night. It was no freestyle rap battle, which is still the high. No, battle. that was still the best. <laughs> <laughs> which is weird, right? When they announced that a week out, we were like, what in the hell is this? <laughs> this is going to be so corny. And that yeah, was no, so they made the best of that. So yes, tune in Sunday night as the Usos turn Hell in a Cell into the Usos. I think that match is going to be awesome. Yeah. That match will be... I, I, I'm i calling it... I think Shane's going to do something crazy. And they're gonna, I think Shane and Kevin Owens are going to have an awesome match too. But I bet this tops it. Yeah. Um, so Jinder backstage peaking Punjab. Cuts a promo. And still can't get invested on Sunday. It's just... Uh, Oh, it'll be a good match. I'm just hoping for that. But please, it's, no more promos. No speaking more promos. Punjabi. Punjabi, pardon me. <laughs> speaking in Punjab is what it says on the site. Um, oh, yeah. to get on them about that. <laughs> it's important to be correct. Speaking in Punjab would mean that yeah. he was over in India. In, in Punjab, yeah. Speaking <laughs> right. in Punjabi. Um, yeah, I just, just... The promos of this... Are making me long you know what let's have uh natalia calling carmella a female dog for a half hour straight rather than gender doing more of this stuff on nakamura it's just awkward and scary if someone yeah. actually finds it funny um after that okay uh, oh we also match for the kickoff show last night shelton benjamin and chad gable versus the hype bros for hell in a cell pre-show yeah well, you think the hype bros split happens here Maybe. I mean, are they really going to tell a story with that? They've been teasing it, but SmackDown likes to tease stuff they never follow through on. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to break up sooner or later, but I don't think it's going to be a... It's not going to be like a a big feud. It's kickoff show material. Um, I I just don't know if they would pull the trigger now or, you know, give it a little more time. (laughs) Let it it simmer more? This isn't a Shawn Michaels going singles and becoming a big star, you know, kind of tag team split. But, uh, you know, I think I think if they do the split, I think Mojo has more to gain if he turns heel than than Zach. You think Ryder's the Marty Jannetty of the high pros? Right now he is. I, I think they, they've they squandered him. I think oh, there yeah. was a time when he could have been a hell of a lot more, but uh, he's been, he's just been booked this way for so long that I think it's I just don't think fans will buy him like that. When he, when he won the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania, was it 32? Yeah. Um, no one saw him as Intercontinental champ, and his, I, his reactions didn't really change much. So that was, that was a great 24 hours. I thought that was a great WrestleMania moment. Yeah. Um, and then me, I, no, I did. Really? I mean, that was that that match was one of my favorite matches. I hate when you have a job guy just all of a sudden win a title. 
and Owens could have used that win because you know he he's the guy that they were they ended up building that summer anyway. So why have him? Why give it to a guy when it's going to mean nothing a month later? And it didn't. It didn't mean anything a night later. Yeah, I mean, so, it was well, like yeah. the Miz came back, took it, and then made that title prestigious again. <laughs> Um, oh my god, he's gonna lose that to Roman. Roman's gonna be the IC champion. I don't see that happening. Hope not. Just please don't make the Miz raise his hand after he wins or come out and say, You're the real A lister, Roman. You won my (laughs) respect. That would be funny though. That he could do that mockingly, yeah. If he did it mockingly, I think people get get a kick out of it. I will say this about Roman in, in Denver uh, the crowd was with him. Yeah, they were cheering for him. I, they were booing him early on, like uh, when they would show the graphic on the screen for him and the Miz. Well, I, I don't know if they're booing the match or what, but um, he was he was getting cheered most of the way during the match, and then almost all the way at the end. I don't know if it's just Denver is not as much of a a, a smart city as some of the other cities, or if the Shield reunion, union is helping him a little. But mm. um, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. At live events, the the reaction that I see for him from kids and and moms just love Roman Reigns. Absolutely yeah. love him. But this is um, the first time I've seen like most of the crowd in a long time. Interesting, interesting. Um, Ty Dillinger versus Baron Corbin last night. Ty picking up a win. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like bad for both of these guys. I feel like they could both be in really solid feuds but this is not it yeah i wonder if he gets added to that intercontinental title match oh the u.s title match i mean i mean u.s title match yeah sorry um and and they make it a three-way because i mean otherwise it doesn't make sense to beat the challenger uh the week before yeah yeah someone's pointing out jobbers uh beating people in the ufc i don't think that's anything close matt sarah was and then they did big business with them um after that so uh, when they've had job guys in WWE win, um, that usually doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, the Susan G. Komen segment continuing Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Do we want to talk about this now, about the whole warrior thing? Yeah, why not? I guess okay. uh, there's a little bit of backlash now because they're using the warrior as kind of the, the face of this campaign. And, um, you know, warrior said some messed up stuff in the past. And... Uh, as most people know, and with Bobby Heenan here, let's look at this. When Bobby Heenan had cancer, um, Ultimate Warrior wrote on his website, he wrote, as for you, Bobby Heenan, it's just too difficult to keep a straight face talking about the pure two-faced bag of shit you are and always have been. What with you almost, with you also actually wearing one as a piece of body jewelry. You are dying, diseased on the inside, and no more time is left to get back any of the integrity that matters the most on death's bed. Imagine what it'll be like lying there, taking in your last breaths, knowing you hoard yourself out your whole life and had to, in your final years, be faced with emptying your own personal shit bag, affirming to you the true value of what you achieved in your life. Not even Vince could come up with a better finish than this. Karma is, it is just a beautiful thing to behold. And he's their face of this, you know, breast cancer awareness campaign. 
and I don't know how much else of it was true, but I mean, I keep seeing it quoted online. I haven't seen the source. And, you know, of course, in this day and age, we want to question everything we read. Um, but it seems like people are taking these seriously. I mean, the comments he made about victims of Hurricane Katrina, the contents he made uh, about the homosexual community. Oh, these are all true. These were all blog yeah. posts he wrote on his site. I mean, we've been I mean, we reported it back when it happened. These are like 2005 when it mm -hmm. did um, when he was on the outs with WWE and uh I mean, he 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 made fun of Heath Ledger uh, dying. He made fun of Draws for being a cripple. Um, he, uh, yeah, he was. Uh, he, he made he made fun of gays. So, anyway, that's that's who they chose to. And it's not. It's a quick Google search will bring the stuff up. So yeah. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't vet the. They have this weird thing with Ultimate Warrior where they're really. Um, shining his career when he was on top for two three years at most uh he didn't draw that well as champ they had to go back to hogan um so anyway uh it, it's it's just weird yeah but come on to be fair it's not like he had sex with sean waltman on video or anything though so. <laughs> right yeah <laughs> He yeah, was a, he was a prick. I mean, he, I know people didn't want to say it for a long time because he was, you know, he had passed and you don't want to say bad things about the dead. But uh, he was I don't know if he changed later in life, but he, he he wrote a lot of messed up stuff and he never took it back. So, yeah, but this is the same company that I mean, JBL still had a job until recently, given everything that people were saying had gone on behind the scenes. I mean, they've really stood by a lot of people before through. Yeah. Through worse, not not through better worse, but through like the low the low points, you know. Yeah, you know Hulk Hogan, his his thing, which was disgusting, but he he did it one time. It was a one, you know, that was on tape. Um, and and Warrior had you know was writing this stuff for a long time, and I yeah, it, it wasn't like a, a a being in bad place for one day and or you know for a period of time. So, anyway. Well, I think there's only one answer to this, and that's to have Hogan come out and uh, do the voiceover for Black History Month the next year. There you go. Yeah, you know, WWE booking, folks. That's, yeah. that's how much sense it makes. Um, yeah, it's uh, the the controversy. I think is this year. It, it's he's more the face this year than last year. I mean, Dana Warrior wasn't there last year, was she? I don't seem to recall her doing these promos. I don't know if she did, was or wasn't. I have no problem with Dana Warrior. Have yeah. You have her involved, that's fine. But when you're using Ultimate Warrior with it, that's that's a whole other thing. Yes, and giving the same quote that her husband said. Not one of the quotes Raj is referencing, although. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that um, would be something. Yeah, so I, I mean, look, there's controversy with it. And it's what's amazing is this overshadows the usual controversy over companies working with Susan G. Komen. I mean, that for a charity is controversial um, given their stuff. So all around, I think uh, WWE's heart's in the right place with all of this. But again, the execution might not be the, the best possible scenario for the way they could have done this. But I think it's lovely that they have these women that survived breast cancer out there. I love that they're raising awareness. It's always nice to see them do this. But yeah, when you dig into it, it's kind of like, well, maybe that's not so cool. Yeah, and there's so many positive people that you could use for something like this, like a Daniel Bryan or John Cena, you know? Uh, you know, Cena's done so much, uh, you know, uh, has made so many trips for Make-A-Wish kids and kids with, you know, cancer and stuff like that that he has a, a track record of of uh being a good person for this kind of stuff so seen oh, as i mean anyway. wwe in general with their charity work last year uh bruce in the chest pointing out it was enzo and Cass last year doing the promo on raw 
<laughs> which there's that's way better than this. And it was all, and Cass was doing the there's one word that does not describe these women, and they even spelled out soft at the end of the breast cancer segment. It was very strange. Yeah. But yes, better than this. Um so uh if you have a thought on this or an angry letter you'd want to send in, uh Raj Giri, wrestling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Or leave a comment on YouTube. Um, so Randy Orton versus Aiden English last night. I good good on Aiden, man. I mean, with Aiden, that singing gimmick is has always been weird. It was weird back in NXT. At least he's getting these segments. I mean, yes, Randy won. Uh, Aiden's a footnote in this uh, build up to Randy versus Rusev for Sunday night. But given that Randy won last night, what do you think that means for Randy versus Rusev on Sunday? Yeah, he's been getting the better of Rusev, but I don't know. I mean, logic would tell you that Rusev wins, right? Uh, yeah. And this, I don't think it's going to end yet. Uh, they they don't have anything really lined up, anything lined up for Orton after. So, yeah, I, I would guess Rusev wins, and they, maybe they do a, a third pay per view match at Survivor Series. Although, in a way, that would make Rusev up two to one. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to go with Rusev, but. And I hope Rusev. And I think, you know, keeping him with Aiden English is, as, you know, like not necessarily as a tag team, but as a sidekick. Uh, I think that that'd do good for Aiden. And I think they're entertaining together. Yeah. Even the Rusev Day bit last week, I thought that was actually pretty funny. Probably the best uh, song Aiden's had uh, yeah. since they went back to the singing gimmick. Yeah. We had an article last week uh, with Orton's comments on the Edge and Christian podcast where he was oh, yeah. about how he wants to turn heel so bad. <laughs> um, maybe they could do a double turn because Rusev is just, so, I mean, his humor, like his, that we've been seeing a lot in like, you know, interviews outside of WWE and in his tweets and stuff, it's starting to come out more. So, uh, maybe they could do a double turn with him. Yeah. You know what the humor will be though? Remember back how uh, Nikolai Volkov was written, uh, back on the, on the Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling cartoon. That'll be how Vince will write Rusev. Or when Nikolai came back and was, uh, <laughs> as a baby face and was broke and, yeah, but hopefully, hopefully they don't see. Hopefully, Nikolai was old and washed up by that point, and yeah. Rusev is, you know, Rusev's awesome. Um, so speaking of footnotes and feuds, last night Sami Zayn once again as he uh, fades into irrelevance. Um, warning Shane. KO is snapped. Oh, but then we have the segment, the promo face off, the fight in the crowd, the fight in concession. Love that. Love when they Great. take it out into concessions. Awesome, awesome segment. I thought yeah, absolutely. Was really good. And then the cherry on top was when Shane hobbles back into the ring. A girl starts taking a selfie video and twerking up against Shane McMahon. <laughs> if you haven't seen the animated GIF, folks, really, it's perhaps the high point of SmackDown last night. Oh, man, I should have went. I yeah. should have went to SmackDown. Somewhere Bixen's fans trying to track down that girl for an interview. <laughs> Get the inside scoop. I should have went. Yeah. Um. The segment was good. On your feed, did uh, Chris We Know's Best start playing in the middle of it as well? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was. I was so like, weird. wow, they could, they ended SmackDown ten minutes early. Well, I was wondering at first, like how how it seemed like the beatdown was over, and uh, it's like how, you know they got ten more minutes to fill, and then they cut to Chrissy. I was like, oh, that's weird. Did, did Chris Lee have want to start early so they get a little <laughs> pop at the you know a ratings you know pop at the beginning, but then uh, it went back to it. So yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, love the promos. I think 
if there's one thing about this, I, I think this is going to be an amazing match on Sunday. I feel like they're maybe building it up a little too much, even with talking about Shane throwing him off or about Kevin throwing Shane off the ring. You know what I mean? It's like, let there be some, uh, and it's false count anywhere. So maybe we'll have some surprise. The chat saying Sammy's going to interfere in that match. Something's going to happen, but uh, I feel that they've built expectations so high. How can it live up to it? Yeah. Um, Someone was just complimenting me about the shirt. Yeah, I, um, I don't know. I, I think you should be building this match because this is the only one that people really seem to care about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, heightening expectations and not delivering uh, is one thing. But they, I don't know, they haven't really done that yet with Shane. You know, Shane didn't do any crazy stunts at WrestleMania, but he never really promised that he would uh, against AJ Styles. He kind of hinted that he would with. Yeah, but he, he does the coast to coast. Yeah. He's been doing that a lot. Yeah, um, so impressive. It is. It's awesome. Um, but like against Undertaker, he was teasing it, and and they did it. So um, we'll see. I think I think it's going to be a, a great match. But it seems like Shane has to go over now after that, right? Well, if he doesn't, Kevin can't be long for Raw, right? Kevin can't win this, beat the crap out of Shane, and then be, oh hey, I'm on SmackDown every week. It's all good. Oh, oh they they forget storylines all the time. Uh, they, I mean, they've done that with all the McMahon feuds in the past, um, you know, where they, you know, where they're feuding with Sean or Brad or anyone. And, mm. and it's just forgotten the next night. So they, there's no way they could have Owens go to Raw unless they have someone else coming over because that the SmackDown roster is so thin as it is yeah. right now. So um, I think I think Shane wins. Wow. I think Shane wins this one. Yeah. And do you think they it'd keep be it weird? Going or? I don't know. It'd be kind of weird to go after a Hell in a Cell because then what do you do next? You know, it, it, with Hell in a Cell as a starting point, uh, that seems odd. You know, maybe they, I could easily see them thinking that Shane always loses. So he's got to win, beat somebody to bill for someone else at WrestleMania. So let's beat Kevin Owens because, you know, maybe it doesn't mean as much as beating someone else. If there's interference, certainly not. And maybe that's what they do. I mean, maybe uh, Sammy interferes, and then we pivot back to Sammy and KO for a while. Oh, God. Um, yeah, I know. But what else What else are they doing with Kevin Owens at this point? I mean, is he going to go back with AJ for the U.S. title, or they could put him against Nakamura? That would be a good match. That would be a good feud. Uh, I, I don't think Sammy is on, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, with uh, Kevin, uh, yeah, Nakamura would be good. I Honestly, I don't. I think they're going to stick with Jinder and Nakamura for a while. Mm. I think, uh, like I said, I think Nakamura wins it here and Jinder wins it back yeah. uh, at Survivor Series. So I think that feud continues with Owens. Yeah, I don't know who they go who they go with next. Maybe Randy Orton. Oh yeah. If they want to drop the Rusev thing, that'd be some weird promos. Just Orton versus KO. Yeah, it just does. It doesn't. I don't know. It just doesn't gel it doesn't seem right but yeah you, know, you got limited options too um but no i like this i think yeah just find a way to live up to my expectations with this sunday because uh expectations are high i think this is what we're all tuning in for so uh final thoughts on smackdown and then let's uh talk about some bray wyatt news before giving our hell in a cell pay-per-view predictions so what did you think overall of the show last night i thought it was decent um, I did, I thought the ending segment was awesome, but other than that, I thought it was mostly a forgettable show. 
Yeah, for Go Home, it was okay. I mean, it, it did what it had to do, got everything in place, and I'm uh, looking forward to Sunday. So, I guess Yeah, outside of that Sunday. match, it was really nothing. I mean, outside of that segment, it was really nothing. Hmm. Like, I, I barely remember anything from it because it was just kind of same old, same old other than that. So is Bray Wyatt really getting Sister Abigail as, a, as an alter ego coming into his match <laughs> of tables, ladders, and chairs? That's what P.W. Sheet is saying. So... Um, uh, <laughs> so I guess you know with that thing he transformed into, I, I'm guessing that's going to be his getup as Sister Abigail. So yeah, look, it's I guess uh, Kevin Owens. He's not. They're not bringing a, a woman in to play Sister Abigail, but he will be Sister Abigail. Bray, Bray will facing Finn Balor, who I guess presumably would be the demon yeah. at uh, at TLC. So he. <laughs> So, yeah, he'll be billed as Sister Abigail for that match, I guess. I mean, we got the little glimpse of it in the fade-in, and it looked creepy. I, I, I liked what they did with Wyatt on Monday night. I was said, this is a step in the right direction with the muttering to himself, with making it a little creepier. But the problem is, man, is if they don't, if that get-up isn't on point and the lighting isn't good, it's just going to look like Bray Wyatt with a potato sack over his head. Yeah, and, how, much, how much can you do with it when you got to wrestle in it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, with Finn, it's just face paint. It's pretty easy. It, I don't know. Yeah. Well, the good news is, man, if they go in this direction and it doesn't work, they literally have nowhere else to go with Bray. No, they could turn a baby, which we've been saying yeah. for a while. Um, I mean, yeah, he's he's been. I, I agree. Like that promo was pretty creepy. That that he did. It, uh, it definitely injected a little bit of you know a, a little bit of interest for a feud that's been dead um but man i don't know if that does him any favors to be sister abigail we'll have to see what they do with it i mean if they make it creepy as hell uh maybe it'll work yeah and uh tlc is the 22nd so we're still in october the halloween month I wish they'd call it Halloween havoc but i know what's besides the point (laughs) it would make and with this it would make so much sense so much sense. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, well, TLC it is. Yeah. SmackDown's on Halloween this year. So there's that. Yeah. So I guess which match would be the TLC match? Would it be the, the Shield against uh, oh, yeah. the Bar and the Miz? Yeah. How, how bad must the Miz Taraj be feeling at this point? Well, to be fair, this this is a much better matchup. Than, Absolutely. Especially with the fact that when they started building the angle, they had the Mistaraj beat right off the bat by the Hardys. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, uh, it it's a much stronger match this way. I think it would have been better with Braun since they're you know Braun has been kind of involved with them. He he left them laying. Uh, he left Seth and, and Dean laying, which was weird. I thought that was a weird way to build up the guys that are going to headline your next pay per view, unless Braun is involved. Braun, that that would actually be kind of cool. Maybe uh, the Miz gets injured or something, becomes the mouthpiece for this feud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cesaro. Well, you don't want to take Cesaro out because no, the Braun in the bar, man. That would they, that that would be huge. That, I mean, that would be just I think monsters for the Shield to fight. That would be uh, yeah, hell of a match. Um, yeah, just have Miz in their corner or something. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So let's uh, go down the Hell in a Cell card and talk. Give our predictions. So opening the show, Chad Cable and Shelton Benjamin versus the Hype Bros. Who wins and do the Hype Bros finally break apart? Uh, I think they do. 
Um, I just don't think there's enough interest in the hype bros, you know, having tension to keep it going. So I think uh, Gable and Benjamin win and uh, Ryder attacks Mojo. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Um, the New Day versus the Usos. Wait, wait, what was your, what was your opinion? Oh, my prediction? Uh, I, I'm just so emotionally invested in this, Rosh. I don't know if I, you know, can really stick to one outcome. Um, no, I think the Hype Bros are going to lose. Look, they need to do something, man. Either give the Hype Bros a win and give them a little bit of a push again, only to get beat down by either the New Day or the Usos, or split them up and do something with them. That's at least three weeks to a Survivor Series pre-show match with Mojo versus Zach. You know, I could mm -hmm. see them doing something with that, but I don't think, I mean, it, it is a solid C storyline. Yeah. So we'll and see. I think survivor series, they're going to do the same thing as SummerSlam and, and WrestleMania where it's a four hour pay-per-view with a two hour pre-show. Yeah. So well, they'll need a, a couple extra matches for the pre-show. I am invested enough to remember to tune in at 3 PM Pacific to see Zack Ryder versus Mojo Raleigh one-on-one. Even that, the first half hour of the pre-show is usually nothing. Yeah. It's the social media lounge. Or actually a two-hour pre-show, that means a 2 p.m. Pacific. So I'll right. have to make a note in my calendar so I don't miss that first hour for the Zack Mojo rivalry we've all been waiting for. Yeah. Um. So the New Day is defending their titles against... Usos. Real quick, some, some people are asking about how long Jeff Hardy will be out. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. So um, Eric Rowan and, and Shelton Benjamin, they had similar injuries and they were out for seven months. So wow. they're saying six to nine months. Seven is what it's kind of been, possibly six. So uh, we're at beginning of October right now. So was that beginning of April at best? Yeah. So yeah. it's um, it's more than likely it'll be after wrestlemania probably may wow um kind of crazy yeah so yeah we'll uh see what happens there new day defending the titles in a cell against the usos do you think the new day retains um i do yeah and they uh, it, they could keep ping-ponging it back and forth but i could see the new day winning here and the authors of pain coming in oh that'd be kind of cool yeah. Um, I mean, I could see the Usos getting it back, but I, th I think I'll be happy with either outcome, to be honest. I mean, I yeah, the Uso, or you could do both. You could have the Authors of Pain cost New Day the match. That sets up a feud for them. And then the Usos go on to Gable and Benjamin. So you has AO two, yeah. two tag team feuds there. Has AOP been on NXT TV since uh, their defeat? Well, they, we, they got tapings tonight. So. Wow. Tonight will probably tell us. But even then, there there have been times where they'll show up and still do a storyline, still build to you know the the NXT takeover after Survivor Series, and then just still be on the main roster, but then leave because Bobby Roode was you know on NXT TV at the same time he came to the main roster, right? Yeah. Um, has he been? No, he I... didn't. No, no, he did some house shows after he, he yeah jumped to the main roster. Um, and it's weird when they have TV after. What did they do with Carmella? What was it last year? It was like Carmella came back for this match. They always try and explain it in the voiceover. It's really awkward. Right, yeah. Um, so Bobby Roode versus Dolph Ziggler. I mean, Roode's going over, right? Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a no brainer. It'll be interesting to see if this is a, how good this is. I know Matt has high hopes for it, but I, Ziggler has not had a good, really good match in a long time. 
I'm trying to think of the last time he did. Can you can you think of it? I remember the Miz. The Miz match. That's what I was just gonna say. That was a pretty good match. That was last year, right? Yeah, that was uh No Mercy uh twenty been a year for and Ziggler, you know, for longest time when I think of someone having a great match that's on a pay-per-view, it was always Ziggler, but He's just, I don't know if it's his opponents or he's just slipped a little bit, but he hasn't had a good match in a while. So hopefully this this changes that. But definitely yeah. rude. I mean, that, that would make no sense otherwise. But then again, when uh, Baron Corbin debuted and, and wrestled Dolph Ziggler on his first pay-per-view, it would make no sense for uh, Corbin to lose that one, but they had Ziggler beat him. So sometimes you can't tell, but rude makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. Um, so what about AJ Styles versus Baron Corbin? I, I think AJ's got to go over here. I, I, I think they turn it into a triple threat and um, with Ty Dillinger involved. But I still think AJ, AJ wins it. Yeah. I, Corbin just can't catch a break at this point. I, they could have Corbin win. I mean, he did do the, the job on SmackDown. So they could have him pin Ty. Uh, to win the title. And so AJ never lost it. And then that keeps that going. AJ versus Corbin though, man, that's not like a feud that has unlimited potential. I don't think maybe I'm wrong. You're not doing much else with them. It's true. Yep. It is what it is, folks. Um, Natalia defending the SmackDown women's championship against Charlotte Flair. Do they pull the trigger on Charlotte this time? Or does Carmella cash in? I can see them doing that. Charlotte wins, and then Carmella cashes in. Do you think Charlotte cashes in, or Carmella cashes in and wins, or or loses? I think I don't think she cashes in. I think Charlotte beats Natalia, and then that feud goes on for a little bit. Because that yeah. feud really just started. Yeah, Charlotte just came back, so I, I, I think this is just the first match in a series. And we get months more of uh, Carmella and Ellsworth. Those promos, keeping that alive. Yeah. So, uh, Rusev versus Randy Orton. We talked about it earlier. Rusev, that's I your guy. That's who I pick. Who do you pick? For that, um, I'd love to see Rusev. And uh, for uh, Natalia versus Charlotte, I, you know, I actually would like them to keep it on Natalia longer. I feel like with Charlotte on uh, Raw, that felt like forever that title run. And if we're going to have Asuka come into Raw um, and have the never-ending run with the title, I think on SmackDown we have to have a little more action, you know? All right. Um, Jinder defending the WWE Championship against Shinsuke Nakamura. I think Nakamura takes it, but it's going to be a short run. And who do you and think Jinder wins? Jinder wins it back at Survivor Series because oh, so yeah, keep the feud going. Yeah, and uh, they're going to India in December. I can't oh. see them, and Jinder's on that tour. I can't see after all this that then they have him go to India without the title. So either he wins it, either Jinder loses by DQ or something here. I just don't see Nakamura losing. But uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be a title change. Nakamura is winning, but Jinder will be champion after Survivor Series. Hmm. What do you think? Uh, I just want it to end definitively. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, it's just, it's, it's bad, man. You know, I, I make excuses all the time because we watch a lot of old media and my wife will be like, yeah, that didn't age well. And I'll say, hey, of its time, man, back in the 70s, it was acceptable to do this. And back in the 80s, it was acceptable to do this. Wasn't right, but it was acceptable right. you know, to most people. And with this, it just feels so antiquated. And so thank God, no, 
no person, uh, no other person's wandered in the room during one of these segments. Did you ever? I remember we oh, talked yeah. before. Did your wife ever wander in during one of these? And no, to, luckily, no. Luckily, she yeah. didn't. Because <laughs> I'll defend a lot. I'll defend a lot of terrible WWE programming yeah. to, to bystanders. But this one, I mean, I got I got nothing. You yeah. know, so, it was just uh, lame. It wasn't even uh, it wasn't even heat generating. It was just lame. And by the way, you could do something offensive sometimes that you can go, well, okay, that's really messed up. I mean, like comedians like Anthony Jeselnik or John Rickles, you can you can offend me and I'll still laugh sometimes out of instinct. But with this, not funny, super offensive, not even effective, um, except in what they kept saying. Did you notice this last night? We're uh, in the voiceover. Was it Renee who was saying it that Jinder is a hypocrite now because he was criticizing U.S. audiences for their xenophobia, and now gender is being uh, intolerant. You know, it was very... Yeah, they were trying to justify weird. it, but... Yeah, very weird, but terrible, terrible angle. Um, I want Nakamura to win this, and then please put AJ in the title picture and do not keep this feud going. It is just uncomfortable for everyone involved. and does no one any favors. Yeah. <sighs> so, yep. in the Hell in a Cell match... Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens. False count anywhere. So inside the cell, outside the cell, the false count. That's really what they're trying to say. I think Shane's going to win it, but if Kevin Owens does, then I could, I definitely see them doing a Triple H feud because then that's putting Owens over strong because not only did he take out Vince, he took out Shane on SmackDown and then wins the match again. Then I could totally see them doing Owens versus Triple H, but I, I, Right now, I think if my gut tells me that Shane's winning it. Actually, I'll give you a flip on that that I think would be fantastic, especially for Survivor Series. Uh, I think Triple H is maybe the one who interferes and helps Owens win, setting up Shane versus Triple H, which strangely to me makes a ton of sense. And I think people would be very invested in. I think it'd be interesting as hell. Just Shane and Triple H really do try to avoid each other. If you notice, they don't. That's why it would be a great feud. It would no, it would be great, but they, you know, I don't know if they want to do that. Yeah, because I mean, they never really. Well, th think about it. Because then you get an angle kind of where what Triple H did on Raw. So it's Triple H trying to infiltrate SmackDown. I don't know. From a storytelling point of view, it's interesting. I think it would be awesome if they did that. Yeah. I just I just don't see it happening. But if they do, man, I think it'd be great. I think that would be a that would be a money match. Shane versus Triple H at Mania. That'd be that'd be awesome. Depending on how they do the build, but Triple H yeah. usually takes a you know a lot of you know uh, control with his storyline. So I, I think it would be done right. Yeah, well we'll see, man. But that could be kind of cool. Um, but I think uh, no, I think KO is going to win uh, the match. I think if Shane does. Well, it'd be something, you know. Isn't it weird that Shane, in his comeback now, just as we show the, I think, the power of nostalgia, where Shane comes back and he's like a top draw on uh, SmackDown. Yeah, there's that, and there's also just the lack of star power on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. on Raw, just think about where would Shane McMahon be on Raw uh, with who they've got on top. So, you know. It's it's lack of options too, but Shane is. I mean, Shane is. Anytime he's in something, it it, it does add interest. Yeah. And look, fans cheer him. Uh, it's it's not like he gets booed week in week out, and they're pushing him against you know the fans' will. Um, they're invested in him. So. People have a lot of uh, 
good feelings towards Shane McMahon. He's a likable guy. So, yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, you know what's funny? My only complaint, I feel like I've seen so much video recapping of this feud, of this buildup. And I get it, especially for the Vince McMahon headbutt moment. But I feel that you know, a third of SmackDown last night was just video recap of all this. I feel like they're oh, yeah. really, really heavily giving us the story again and again. Well, I, I just thought SmackDown last night was that. Like, it just yeah. felt like there was very little new programming. Like, if I went there live, I would have been pissed. It felt like there were three <laughs> matches, you know? Hey, man, but you'd have 205 Live coming up. Man, 205 Live. Yeah. Maybe we should talk about that real quick after this. Yeah, I didn't watch uh, last night, but yeah, I definitely want to get uh, the scoop on what's happening there. I saw a little piece from the dark uh, main event last night that's making the rounds online um which but was yeah. aj oh, nakamura yeah. and orton beating uh rusev jinder and uh baron yeah let me, let me yeah, check I think it, was it Corbin. uh it was yeah they beat baron corbin rusev and jinder um so yeah, I think uh LNSL will be good. I think KO wins. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with the match itself. But the video recap, the only part of me that died inside was that one line that you and I both said we hated. The Kevin's for this people don't go to hell, they go to heaven. I just think if he would have said jail, that would have been a million times stronger. I didn't hate that line. I, I just was expecting I, I was ex I thought jail would have been cooler. I think it every time though, they because they replayed it like five times since then. Yeah. And I keep thinking, just get him into overdub jail or prison. It will be so much more badass. But it's kind of, I do like how weird that line is. It's so weird. <laughs> like, it's so you go weird. to you heaven for it. You go to That's heaven it. for beating the crap out of Shane McMahon. Uh, yeah. So, so let's talk uh 205 live last night. Uh what happened? What I miss? Uh Kalisto. Made his long-awaited 205 Live debut. <laughs> uh, beat Arya Davari. Okay. Um, Cedric okay. Alexander beat... Um, God, I'm already forgetting. Uh, you know, when... It, it's that double-edged sword with Enzo on that show. Because uh, he is... Uh, he does dominate that show. So when he's not on, everything else is just back to regular 205 Live where no one really cares. And I feel like they care less now because when Enzo's not on. So anyways, we had uh, Drew Gulak versus Mustafa Ali. Um, do, 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 who won that? I'm already forgetting. Did Drew uh, finish his PowerPoint presentation? Mustafa Ali won. It, it crickets during Drew Gulak's PowerPoint presentation. I love that Microsoft Office is tweeting about that at this point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cedric Alexander versus Jack Gallagher. Uh, Cedric Alexander went nuts and got DQ'd. That was it. So really, again, uh, Enzo uh, did the opening promo. And outside of that, Enzo adds a lot to that show entertainment-wise. But uh, when he's not on, it, it just felt very dead. Have we been played about the Enzo backstage heat thing? I don't uh, think so, no. I mean, he's, he's getting a lot of time. A lot of time on Raw. The star of 205 Live for a guy that's well, like got kicked out of the locker room and off the bus and that the back office is really down on. Yeah, but he's um, uh, he's on 205 Live. You know, he's not being pushed on Raw or, or SmackDown. He's, he's uh, the look, final segment on Raw two weeks in a row. Hey, I mean, they, they're getting use out of him. So, yeah. you know, it makes sense to use him. 
but he, I mean, you know, we had Davari, Sean Davari talk, you know, he knows firsthand. He was telling us about the heat that Enzo had and him, he really did get kicked off that bus by Roman Reigns. So, um, all those things happen. Maybe, uh, he doesn't have heat right now. I'm, I've heard that he does, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's more lack of options, you know, 205 live now, uh, it's got more interesting with Enzo on there. Yeah. Just a question. I mean, so do you think Callisto takes the title off him and transitions out, or do you think they build up to something more meaningful, bringing someone new in? To face I think Callisto doesn't add anything. Oh, he should have. I mean, I, we've, we've been saying it for a long time that he should be in that division, but should he be the guy? Uh, no, I think, I think it's, you know, eventually it should go back to Neville. Cause I don't see anyone else unless you bring Johnny Gargano. Um, or Hideo Itami again, outside of them, I don't really see who else. Yeah. That roast, uh, Monday night was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And he was, Enzo was great on the mic on Tuesday again, too. He's, he's, he's really strong there. So no, I'll check it out. Um, yeah, Matt and I were both saying that, yeah. Enzo being on there does have us watching at least parts of 205 live every week. Yeah. Someone's uh, asking if the other 205 stars can't fight Enzo for the title, then what do they have to fight for? Well, eventually getting a title shot once Enzo loses. So I think I think they should make that more apparent in the storyline. Like they're, they're all going for Kalisto so they can get a title shot again. Yeah. They did have uh, uh, Brian Kendrick kind of sucking up to Enzo in his promo, you know, like Arya Davari did last week, hoping that... Uh, Enzo will give them a title shot soon. Yeah. Um, I love actually when you roasted Kendrick, what was it that you look homeless? I don't even have a joke there. I'm just saying it how it is. You Who know? did he say that to? I think he did it to Kendrick. Tell him it looked homeless. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was, he was fantastic. Oh man. Yeah. If there's two things I love. It's roast humor and wrestling. So uh, that was the <laughs> ultimate combo for me. Uh, anything else? Do we have any questions or anything else to cover before we take it home here? I think we got most of them during the show. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're right in an hour, so I think we can cool, take man. it home. Cool. So everyone stay tuned to wrestling Inc for all the hell in a cell news. We're going to talk about the rumors, everything that's coming up backstage, any news stories, lots happening in the WWE right now. Wrestling Inc is always going to have the top stories. And Sunday night, myself, Raj, Mr. Matt Morgan, talking about Hell in a Cell right after it ends on the East Coast. So uh, be sure to tune in and join us then. Until then, folks, I'm Glenn Rubenstein, and we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.